the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor. Today is Thursday, August the 25th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On August 25th, 2018, Senator John McCain of Arizona died. He was 81 years old. He'd been battling brain cancer for more than a year. Today in 1718, hundreds of French colonists arrived in Louisiana. Some of them settled in present-day New Orleans. The Cajun had come. Today in 1875, Captain Matthew Webb became the first person to swim across the English Channel. He got from Dover, England to uh, Calais, France in 22 hours. Man, that would be a long swim. Anyway, today in 1928, an expedition led by Richard E. Byrd set sail from Hoboken, New Jersey. He was on his way to Antarctica. Today in 1944, during World War II, Paris was liberated by Allied forces after four years of Nazi occupation. In gratitude, France responded to America and other countries, but to America, we have our... We have our Statue of Liberty as a gift. Today in 1958, the game show Concentration premiered on NBC TV. Do you remember that? You can't remember. Just concentrate for a moment. I'm kidding. Today in 1981, the U.S. spacecraft Voyager 2 came within, they call this very close, within 63,000 miles of Saturn's cloud cover, sending back pictures of and data about the ringed planet. I remember them. They were beautiful pictures. Today in 2009, Senator Edward Kennedy, he died at age 77 in Hyannisport. He, too, had been battling a brain tumor. Life is short. Life is uh, a vapor, the Bible tells us. We need to do the things that are important with our life because it comes and it goes so quickly. I don't think there's a person in the world or in the country that has never taken a deep breath and said, wow, my life has gone so quickly, whether they're 40 or 80 or 100, it just goes by very quickly. And it's important what we do with the time that we have, the time that God gives us for our lives. I know we're not eternally judged in regards to our works, we cannot earn our way into heaven. I'm fully aware of that. I've preached many sermons on that. But God does pay attention to our works. We find eternal life through accepting Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God who gave his life on a cross for my sins and yours. And we accept him as our Lord and Savior by confessing our sins and confessing that he is indeed the Son of God who died and rose from the dead as a penalty for my sins, and I accept him as my Savior. That is 
how eternal life comes. But God pays attention to what we do with our life as well. It's called works, what we do, how we do it. We live in a very confused world today, and we just there's this constant, I, I hear it so often, People will say, well, I'm just one person. What can I do? Well, God knows you're one person. and He hasn't, call, hasn't called you to be multiple persons, even though there is that movement today to have multiple personalities, particular, particularly where human sexuality is concerned. But God has called you to be whom you are and to do what you can do, whatever that is. Whether your sphere of influence is very small or very large, God just wants you to be faithful to him and look for opportunities to serve him and to lift up his name and to lift up his values in our culture. Salt and light, we're told that we are. Jesus didn't say to strive to become that. He said, you are that. So just go be salt and light. And God will help you. He will help you to speak. He will help you to be in the right place at the right time to have influence. I believe that with all my heart. I've seen it happen throughout a lifetime in my own life and in the lives of many others. But sometimes we get so pulled off course by what's happening in the culture that we just try to check out. And that certainly isn't God's will for our lives. That's the last thing that Christians need to do is check out. We need We need to be in the fray, be in the world, but not of the world. Romans chapter 8, verse 6 says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. In other words, the more we concentrate on the things that are important to God in the culture, not just spiritually, but the things of life, be spiritually minded. That's life and it's peace. When you feel so distraught and so pulled in a thousand directions and our world creates that environment every day our culture especially in this country but elsewhere don't be carnally minded that's death but to be spiritually minded is life and peace the psalmist sort of was saying the same thing psalm 119 great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them that's why paul wrote In Romans chapter 15, verse 13, I think it's 13, I'm pretty sure. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. That is the word of the Lord. So be hopeful, be spiritually minded, but be informed as to what's going on in our world as we speak, and that's what we try to do on this program every day as we originate live at 9 a.m. in the morning. Some of you are hearing us a little bit later, but always on the same day, unless it's a rerun. So thank you so much for joining, and thank you for your support. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009, and we need your support. Thank you in advance. You can also contribute on our Website, Faith and Freedom, faithandfreedom.us. Yesterday, in an interview at the White House Lawn, Secretary of Education, this Miguel Cardoma, Cardova, 
He acknowledged to Fox News reporter Peter Ducey that President Joe Biden's plan to forgive student debt would not do anything for people who already paid off their education loans. I don't know if you heard that overnight, but Biden is moving ahead with this. He's marching to the tune of Elizabeth uh, Warren and and uh, Bernie and some of those guys that have been the extreme socialists have been jerking his chain. I don't know if he believes in what he's doing or not, Joe Biden. I don't know if he knows what he's doing some of the time, to be honest with you. And I don't say that uh, I don't say that to be unkind. I mean, he just doesn't seem to know what he's doing sometimes. But nonetheless, Elizabeth Warren and others, Bernie Sanders and others, have been really pushing him hard um, politically to really go more towards socialism, and he's doing that. So now he's going to forgive student debt, and um, it, it's going to help the people that get can take advantage of it. I mean, I understand that. I mean, like, I wish somebody would have paid my student debt. I didn't have any, actually. I worked all the way through college and kind of paid as I went. And, of course, it wasn't as, as expensive then as it is now, but none, didn't make as much money then either. But it's just... You know, they they talk about equity all the time, and yet they don't practice equity. Well, anyway, this Peter Ducey, he was really putting the arm on this uh, Cardona, and uh, Cardona said, he said, well, what about the people that paid for their own education? What do they get? And uh, Cardona said, to those who are saying it's not fair, look the look the aim of this is really to address the effects of the pandemic. It's my responsibility to make sure that people are not coming out of the pandemic worse off than they were at the beginning. Ducey said, but in the fairness question, he said, the people who are sitting at home having just paid off their student loans or having paid them off years ago, what's in it for them? Cardona replied, quote, he said, we should be proud that we're able to help Americans that need help right now, just like we help small businesses during the pandemic as well. It's about making sure that we're taking care of Americans and investing in our economy and in our people. Don't you find that amusing? When you when you ask a politician, most of them, a, an honest question, they give you some, you know, hundred words that are unrelated almost to what you ask. They just don't speak to the issue because they don't have an answer because they know that it's very biased what they're doing and it's politically motivated. They're not trying to help anybody but themselves. I mean, that's what's going on here. So Ducey said, just the final one on this, Peter Ducey, he's the guy that always asks the tough questions if you watch those those um, press conferences they have daily pretty much at the White House. Well, he, he, he asks good questions, and he's be, kind of become famous for that. But anyway, Ducey said, just, just the final one on this. He said, the people that already paid their student loans they don't get anything out of this deal. Cardona hesitated. He looked at him and he said, right. Ducey said, that's right. Okay. The implication there is that so they don't really believe in equity. Once again, we know that they believe in power and control. And there's an election in November. And they're fully aware of that. How will this affect the people? And the election, I don't know how it will. Are the people who get the money going to be so happy they get all their friends to vote for the for the left and their socialism? 
or are the people that don't get didn't get anything but paid their bills or are in the process of paying off their student loans are they going to be so angry that they'll get all their friends to vote for the other side the republicans i don't know we'll see what happens the eternal the eternal revenue service <laughs> the irs announced on the 24th yesterday that it will waive penalties levied against American taxpayers who failed, failed to file their 2019 and 2020 returns in a timely manner during the COVID-19 pandemic. Amazing. Another really good deal for the people who will get something out of it. The agency will also issue $1.2 billion in refunds or credits to taxpayers who receive the fees. According to the IRS, roughly 1.6 million taxpayers, including individuals and businesses, will automatically receive the billions in refunds or credits by the end of September, coming soon, just before the election. Spread across uh, That will be spread across 1.6 million taxpayers evenly. That would amount to an average refund of about $750 per taxpayer. The penalty relief is automatic for people or businesses who qualify, meaning they didn't file on time and were penalized. That means that taxpayers won't even have to apply for it. For those who haven't yet paid fines, the penalties will be abated. This buildup on the IRS is concerning a lot of people. Epoch Times wrote an article uh, this morning. They said the announcement comes, the IRS is bolstering enforcement we, we know that. We've been hearing that. But the announcement comes amid growing fears that the newly signed Democrat-backed Inflation Reduction Act, which provides nearly $80 billion in IRS funding, including $45.6 billion for enforcement, $45.6 billion for enforcement, will be used to target small businesses or middle-income Americans. The Treasury Department uh, report from May 2021 estimated that this investment, it's an expenditure, but they call it an investment, would enable the agency to hire about 87,000 employees. Biden administration officials are vehemently denying. (coughs) They say that the extra funding will instead help get the agency back to historical norms in areas of challenge. I think that means get them back to where they used to be. And that the boosted, re- isn't it amazing how they use words? They just craft them and they, you know, <laughs> gay used to be happy. And I, I mean, it's just, it's endless. Anyway, um, the investment would enable the agency to hire about the 87,000 employees. Biden said that, that, that this, will not, this is not targeting. This will not give them more access to audit more normal, ordinary people in, in America. It will help the agency get back to norm, uh, historical norms. But Republican lawmakers and experts, including Senator Ted Cruz, and he is an expert. Uh, I mean, he really is. He's re- I wish he were on the Supreme Court, actually. But they've raised concerns that the newly bolstered IRS enforcement funds will instead be used to target Americans with 1.2 million new audits, more than half of which will be for people making less than $75,000 a year, not the $400,000 that they've been promising, that if you make less than $400,000, you won't be audited. I mean, it's just it's just woven. It's a web of, of mis, you know, misleading statements consistently. So you 
take a step back and you look at where we are in our culture today, and you say, man, I mean, what? how can this ever end well? Well, first of all, keep your eyes on the Lord and keep focused on God's law, and you will have peace, as we read from the Word of God just a few moments ago. But also there is another reaction that's taking place in our culture, and I maybe I'm looking for it. I do want this to happen, but I, I believe I'm seeing some movement on this. Americans are in a number of ways starting to say they're fed up with the path that the country's on. I know they take polls. They take them all the time. I've been talking about them or reading them, following them for years. But they, the people in our country really are getting fed up. Some are angry. Some are overreacting. But Biden's economy is hurting everybody. And as he doubles down on his far-left progressive policies, it appears that things are going to continue to get worse economically, except there is that caveat about elections and voting. I know, I know, a lot of people don't trust our elect, election process anymore completely. I have questions, i got to be honest with you, about the last election. Not because I wanted Trump to win at any cost, whatever, but you've got to have pure elections. I've been in these countries, and I guess that, and I know I mention it often, but it made such an impact on my life. Those several years that I was involved in in missionary work and evangelism and starting churches and helping locals build their churches, I see the corruption. They live with it. It becomes the norm in these third world countries. But man, we never thought it would become the norm here, and we've been moving in that direction. I believe, though, there are indications that there could be, just maybe, just maybe, a moral awakening of sorts. I don't see a revival beginning, sweeping the nation. It could happen, and I pray that it does. And I, There's something in me that has to believe that God is going to pour out his spirit on this nation, because God has blessed this nation for purposes, and perhaps those purposes aren't completely finished. And I believe he will. And I believe that if, if, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and ask forgiveness, I believe God will honor that. I do. And I believe there's a movement, just not a mass, not representative uh, mass you know, meetings and so on, although those are taking place around the country, thank God, revival meetings and campaigns and crusades and I mean all kinds of people are out there doing this in the name of the Lord I mean legitimately so but I just feel that there's even people that are not spiritually inclined necessarily are coming to the point where they're just so fed up with this they're saying wait a minute this isn't progressive this isn't what the country I want to live in and I think that pushback somehow combined with the prayers and the supplications of the people of God, Christians, I believe that we could, we could becoming or approaching a time when the tide may turn toward the things of which this nation was founded. I know, I know there's people that listen to this program that's supported that don't agree with me and I understand that 
there are good reasons not to believe what I believe about this. I, but I just, in my heart, I believe that God is going to do something again in this country before all things change, before the return of the Lord. Abortion has killed more than 63 million unwanted unborn babies since 1973. The abortion industry experienced a major setback this year as the Supreme Court ruled that abortion is not a right found in the Constitution. See, that's some of the indicators that I'm seeing. You say, well, Trump got those guys on the Supreme Court, and that's why, well, of course. But God is in control of all things. God is in control of the Supreme Court. They may or may not know it. Some of them on the court definitely know that. I've read their testimonies. I don't know them personally, but I've read their testimonies, some of them. They deeply believe that Almighty God is in control. That really grates on the left, the secular progressive left, who claim to be religious. But it's true. Some of the people on the Supreme Court definitely seek God for wisdom and counsel and believe in his principles, his values, and those that were adopted in the founding of this country and embedded and protected in our Constitution. Leaders who value life are taking action to stop the killing. There's one example. There's many, but there's one example from Texas. I don't want to get laborious on this and go through too many details, but let me just tell you what happened. It was reported yesterday, a judge has temporarily blocked federal guidance requiring emergency medical care to include abortion in Texas where abortion is illegal except in medical emergencies, miscarriages, or the removal of uh, ectopic uh, pregnancies. In July, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services issued this guidance as a result of the overturning of Roe v. Wade, basically, claiming that the Federal Emergency Medical Treatment and Labor Act, this EMT. LA that requires hospitals to provide abortions for the host for a number of reasons even if they are in a state that bans the procedure so the left is trying to take that angle and force abortion back onto the rest of the the state but this US district judge is James Wesley Hendricks in Lubbock Texas he granted a motion on Tuesday of this week for a preliminary injunction against the guidance, arguing that the EMTALA does not apply to abortions. The guidance goes well beyond the EMTALA's text, which protects both mothers and unborn children, is silent as to abortion. It doesn't address that, and it preempts state law only when the two directly conflict. And they so they don't in this case. Since the statute is silent on the question, the guidance cannot answer how doctors should weigh risk to both the mother and her unborn child, nor can it, in doing so, create a, a uh, conflict with state law where one does not exist. So the guidance was thus unauthorized. See, this is what's happening. Hendricks, uh, this Hendricks pointed out that Texas law already overlaps with this EMTALA to a significant degree because it allows abortions in life-threatening conditions and for the removal of this ectopic or miscarried pregnancy. In any event, they were trying to use that to move back into Texas with abortion at any cost. But they were stopped. And I'm beginning to see this is one incident that happened this week. 
This is happening repeatedly around the nation. People of God, conservative people who are biblical on their on the issues, cultural issues, are in places of influence. And they're beginning to take stands and they're beginning to take action that makes a difference. This happened because shortly after HHS issued the abortion guidance in July, the office of Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton filed suit. And he claimed in the suit that the measure violated the state's sovereign interest in the power to create and enforce a legal code. He would be the reverse of the AG in Washington State, for example. But this isn't isolated. Ken Paxson is a Christian. I've heard him say more than one time, the most important thing in my life is Jesus Christ and my service to him. But he's an outstanding, outstanding attorney general as well. So he took that action, and God used that action, I believe, and God blessed that action. Transgenderism is an issue that is just rocking our nation. It's ripping families apart because families have gone along with this. Kind of giving leadership away to so-called medical leadership and so on. But there are people now that are beginning to push back and push back hard. Michael Brown picked up on this phrase, the the, the phrase of, of, of kind of identifying this as a contagion uh, was actually came up. It was kind of birthed on the Joe Rogan uh, podcast. And this guy was on there, clinical psychologist Jordan Peters, and he's a former f- professor of, sci- of sociology at the University of Toronto. But uh, he, he quit teaching over this overreach of transgender issue. And he was talking about it, and he called it a satanic ritual abuse, really. And Michael Brown picked up on that. He wrote, Michael's a well-known uh, Christian writer, and he's he's very direct and, and very wise on these issues. But he picked up on it. He wrote an article, Social, uh, Sociological Contagion and the Growing Non-Binary Movement. And in there, he outlines, and I included that in an article that I wrote today at faithandfreedom.us. You should read it all. Read it all. But the trans movement is growing exponentially over the past couple of years, and it's destroying the lives of literally thousands of kids that escaped abortion, and they made it. Uh, Brown says, just as we should have compassion for those who truly struggle with their gender identity, we should stand firmly against transgender activism. Thankfully, there are more and more signs that the tide is turning against this latest example of sociological contagion. This dramatic upturn in the kids, I mean, it's gone, like, Barna came out with a study that 40% of Gen Zs, those born between 1997 and 2003, described themselves as being somewhere on the LGBTQ spectrum. I didn't even know we lived on a spectrum when I was a kid growing up. That's what's changed in my lifetime and yours. They described themselves as somewhere on the LGBTQ spectrum. 40% seems like a lot. Uh, Gallup came up with a poll that shows about half that number across all of the categories. But the number of kids claiming to be transgender, it's shocking and it's alarming. But yet, parents are beginning to push back in meaningful ways now. They're getting elected to school boards, and and you should consider that if that's appropriate for you and your situation. But people are beginning to push back, and they're fed up with what's going on in this country. And I don't see that strictly as just a human response. Even if people don't 
aren't deeply committed to the Lord or don't even claim to be a Christian, the fact that people are beginning to push back, Jesus is the answer. And we have those answers in the Bible. Today is the day to speak to that issue. Hey, thanks for being with me. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.